Today on the Star Parent Podcast, we have Janet Clark from the Empower Tweens Club. She's here to share her intention behind creating the group and what motivates her every day just to be an awesome grandparent. Have a wonderful day. Thanks for listening. Janet Clark, thank you so much for being here today on the Star Parent Podcast. It's actually quite an honor to have attracted you um, into this space. Um, I was actually quite fortunate to be a part of a Facebook group where people speak freely about raising teenagers and tweens. And I kind of reached out to people asking for, for support and also, you know, information about programs for tweens. And Janet Clark just luckily, lovingly raised her hand and said, yes, I would love to speak on the podcast about teens and tweens and what she's now in our community. So welcome today. And thank you for being here. Well, I'm happy to be here. And I'm looking forward to this interview. Great, great. Please tell us a little bit about yourself. Where are you right now? Right now, I am in the lovely state of Massachusetts in the US. Mm -hmm. And I do go between Florida and Massachusetts. So I guess I could be uh, referred to as a snowbird. (laughs) (laughs) Nice. Nice. And did you were you born and raised in uh, Massachusetts or? Yep, Massachusetts is home, and we have been in Florida for the last seven years. We've kind of gone back and forth a bit, but it's um, only recently, like about, I think it was in the fall, that we decided to permanently get a home here again. So we were coming back and forth, staying with our kids, or you know, staying in hotels and that sort of thing, so we could visit the kids. But right. now, now we've got our own landing spot which we like amazing and you have four children of your own so i have four sons three of them live in massachusetts and one lives in florida so that's another reason why we uh like going back and forth and um Mm -hmm. with the four sons who are all grown up and married um there are 10 grandchildren wow 10 grandchildren and five of which are tweens Yes, five of them are between the ages of nine and 12. And what is your, what's your, like, what's your attraction to this age group? Why is this age group so important? Well, here's the thing, like after raising my own kids, I realized Mm -hmm. that there's a certain age where they stop loving every little thing about being with mom or being in Mm -hmm. my case now with their grandmother. Right. And Mm -hmm. as a grandmother, I really don't want to lose my connection with the kids. Mm -hmm. Um, And, but the thing is that, you know, they, they go through a stage where they just aren't as interested anymore in all of the family activities or hanging out with mom and dad. They, there's this autonomy kind of sets in where Mm -hmm. they start to realize that they're separate and they want to explore that a little bit. But it's very unsettling, I think, sometimes for them because they really don't know who they are separate from their parents. Mm -hmm. Um, And it's unsettling, obviously, as a parent because you kind of miss your little buddy that (laughs) always wanted to hang around with you. And I was Mm -hmm. starting to feel that a little bit as a grandmother, I guess, you know, that I wanted to stay close to them. And and I've been struggling with how best to do that. Mm -hmm. And, and, And what and so just want to stay there for a moment because I'm feeling you right now. 
what what are your feelings like what can you tap into your your true feeling that you feel when you feel that that kind of anxiety well you know i guess from the grandmother perspective it would be a little different than the parent but mm -hmm. as a grandmother it's really this idea that i don't know how much time i have with these kids yeah. um yeah. And, and i realize how fast kids grow up mm -hmm. and i you know i i see this you know these kids just becoming their own individual selves and i i don't want to lose my relationship with them. Yep. I want to continue to maintain that. Mm -hmm. And so I guess the feeling is a little bit of, you know, will they remember me? Will, you know, mm -hmm. what legacy can I leave for them? What's, yep. how do I bond with them in a way that makes them still want to hang out with me? Mm -hmm. um, and, and I guess, you know, part of it is, my own relationship that I had with my grandmother. I mean, I loved my grandmother, um, but I did lose touch with her a little bit, you know, because we moved. And in those days we didn't have zoom and um, yeah. the ability to talk on cell phones, everything, you know, we were a little further away and it was long distance. Right. So right. I guess, yeah, I, you know, it all comes together with like life is fleeting the kids are going to grow up and I want to be able to bond with them. Mm -hmm. And, you know, I guess the other side of me is I'm an entrepreneur. So my one thing that kind of came to mind was maybe we could start a business together and we could create a little legacy that way. And mm -hmm. that's sort of where we're going at this point, I guess. Did you want to share with um, the listeners your what's your what's your take on spirituality first of all when when, so, when someone asks you I'm asking you are you a spiritual person yeah so I have been through the gamut on this right so I was brought up Catholic in a very um you know faith-based family and church was a big part of our life and I think like a lot of people particularly in my generation um you know, we kind of got away from the church as time went on because of things that were going on in the church right. and also questioning the, the whole religious dogma, you know, like what, it, what yeah. is this whole thing with, with God? I mean, is God, you know, somebody out there that does, you know, gives you rewards and punishments or what is it? So, mm -hmm. you know, for myself, the last 15 years has been a really um, awesome spiritual journey where I've been really building a relationship with God. And mm. I, I am Christian, so I also have a relationship with Jesus. And I've just done it by working with spiritual teachers and being involved in a spiritual school, almost um, an order where um, I got a lot of training in, I, I guess it would be called mysticism in a way, sort of this direct experience of a relationship with God and building relationship with Jesus and really understanding where, uh, where I am in my own personal spiritual journey. Yeah. And so I've been able to integrate it all though. So I'm 
fortunate to say that I still really hang on to my beliefs that I've had as a child, but I just don't feel the need to formalize them anymore in a, a specific yep. church or, or call myself any specific religion. Mm-hmm. You just are. Yeah, I, I feel very strongly that, you know, there is a spiritual realm and, and that we can connect with our divine self. We can connect with the part of us, which is our soul. And that it's easier, I guess I believe it's easier to do it with having a relationship with Jesus, that, yes. you know, Jesus is a direct path to God. But I don't think that's the only way. I think a lot of people can be spiritual, can connect with God, can feel divinely inspired in their life, can connect in with their soul, and they don't have to do it on the Christian path. It's just yes. different for different people. Yes, Yes, but you're on that Christian path, which is beautiful and 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 uh, and, and 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 good for you. Um, how do you infuse all that you've learned and know about your life and faith into this project that you're doing for tweens? Well, what, the yeah. the we call it the M capital M Power mm -hmm. Tweens Club, and M Power is the mighty power of mindset. And I've done a lot of spiritual work on mindfulness, being in the present moment, really connecting in with divine guidance. I've done a lot of meditation. So a lot of the, what we call the M power words are all words that happen to start with M, but they have to do with being this whole spiritual mindfulness and manifesting and miracles and all of that sort of thing. Mm. Oh, wow. Oh, wow. And for teens, because they're in that stage of finding themselves and, and, and seeking, you know, alternative ways of learning, you know, magic and mystery is always quite fascinating for, for this for this age group. Uh, yeah. I find anyways, those, yeah. Are, those are two of our other words. And, and I love all of it. Um, you know, I think that really coming to this understanding that you're here for a purpose. Mm -hmm. that, that you were created by the creator perfectly to be here at this moment in time on a mission for God, like, and, and given your own strengths and your own talents and your own gifts. And how do you find the, the meaning in that? Like, that's what I think if kids could start to feel that they are, just wonderful and awesome in in the creation, you know, being created by God, yeah. that they don't have to worry about being measuring up to other people. They don't have to get depressed and mm -hmm. feel bullied by other people or feel like they're not good enough or somebody else is criticizing them. And, you know, maybe if they learn these things when they're between the ages of nine and 12, even if their life gets hard or they kind of stray away from it as they grow and go through high school and become adults, they have it to fall back on. Because I, I have this belief that when you learn something, you can't unlearn it. And these are formative years for them. And if they can get 
this knowledge of spirituality at these ages and it can be opened up to them as a, a possibility, then they can come back to it at yes. some stage, you know, when oh, they're ready. I agree with you hundred percent. I'm, I'm reading this book still. It's by Lisa Miller. It's called the spiritual child. And in the first three chapters, they talk about the importance of having some baseline of faith or spiritual, whatever it is, it doesn't have to be religion, but just a baseline of faith from a very young age that children can fall back on. There's actually studies that show that children that have a, a faith base from the ages of zero to 12 um, and face life challenges in, in their teens and 20s are more likely to, to fight depression and anxiety and higher, a higher level of confidence uh, in their schoolwork because they're, they're knowing that they are within this world. They know that God is within them. Um, and they have this, this strength that um, some children don't necessarily have who haven't had this baseline of, of faith. There's a lot of parents that put their children in Sunday school and church, not because they're religious, but because they want their children to have a baseline, a spiritual baseline of, of, for, for, for their, own, their own faith. I could even just talk about myself. I had my son at 15 years old and I was just in grade nine. And I remember I spent a lot of time alone because I lost quite a bit of my friends. But there were some songs that I had learned in Sunday school that just wouldn't leave my mind. And I would sing them. I would sing these songs to my son growing inside of me. And it kept me, it kept my head held up high. My mom kept on telling me, you don't feel shame for what you are. You have life inside of you. This is something mm. to, be, to, be, to be proud of. So I would sing these songs that I learned when I was like six or seven years old. And that brought me through one of the darkest periods in my life. So this is how I know just having, and I'm not a religious person, but I definitely am spiritual. And that mm -hmm. baseline came from when I was a child. So what you're doing is so phenomenal and so important because it does build confidence. Did you know for a good portion of the month of August, we're going to be offline? That's right. We're tapping out. We need time to reflect and regroup and take time for ourselves because we got to do whatever it takes to make it shine. And we hope that you do the same. Thanks for listening. Let's get back to Janet. Yeah, and, and I love that strength. you mentioned that about the songs because music is one of our M words also mm. that I feel, and I so agree with you. Like, um, I have a lot of fond memories of all the hymns that we used to sing, mm -hmm. yeah. um, you know, as I was, when I was a child and when I was um, going to my Catholic school and the church and everything. And during the times when I've been struggling, I went through a period of grief a couple of years ago when my sister passed away and I okay. felt so lost and lonely, but I can, I would go out for my walks and I would put my hymns on and I would have them, you know, on my headphones and I would just walk by the beach and listen to those songs. And it was so comforting for me. Um, so yes, I agree with that. And that these are the things that I feel like, 
a lot of times the parents find it hard during those preteen years to really relate to the kids spiritually, you know, to help them. And that just having an outside influence of somebody that can talk to them about it without it being a class, you know, like, oh, you're here for Sunday Mm -hmm, school, mm -hmm. right? But to bring it into the everyday life, like how, so what we're, what we're doing with our um, empower is we're talking about all of the mindset things and the mighty power of your mind and how you can shift the way you view things and shift the way you think of things. But there's a God message in all of them too. Mm -hmm. And that's what we're talking about. Like what, what does God say about this? Like, what is this, uh, aspect of it so everything isn't about just what it seems in the day-to-day and what you're confronting but what what if you kind of got out of the you know didn't look at everything um just in the reality of what's going on in in your own little world but you kind of were able to step back and say well god how do you see this like what Mm. is this like why is this important in my life how is this helping me to become a better person or to fulfill a mission that I might have um, that you might want for me, dear God, right? Because you put me here for a reason. And I also believe that we do have a soul contract with God in that our soul, we did, we did agree to come here for this mission. And Mm -hmm. so you know, if we can kind of step back out of our heads sometimes and just connect into the deeper feelings within our soul and our, our connection with the, uh, the divine creator, that Mm -hmm. it just does change the way things look and and seem sometimes. Yeah. You know, what's coming up for me right now when you're saying this as like, what this, what happens to parents, I find Uh, And myself, I'm coming from my own experience and what I've seen as well, when children turn into tweens and they start becoming their their own selves, it's almost like the parent loses a sense of identity. Like, wait a second, you're supposed to be dependent on me always. And wait, wait, that rule's changing now. Now, what do I do with my life? Some parents will hyper-focus on their career or some will go into, um, you know, a life path or whatever, or even self-care. But I think it's a golden opportunity for when your child becomes a tween to re-identify with yourself and tap into myself and think, who, who am I as a person? So that you don't get confused with who your child is trying to be. Because often we think that our child is supposed to be the extension of ourselves. When that's, that's not the case. The child is a completely different person than you and if we understand that it was it's easier to pass through this phase where your child is learning to become themselves otherwise what happens is sometimes parents try to hold their children back from becoming them becoming their 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 true self by limiting the amount of space to be creative and explore so what I'm what I'm putting out there is parenting ourselves, being at a space in our in our in our in our life as parents where we can talk back and be like, okay, I got to check in with me now. What's going on 
with with my with my with my faith and how I see myself and my children. I don't know if that makes any sense to you, but that's what's coming up for me is if if when I have a tween again, because I will, taking that <laughs> opportunity to to check in with myself. Who am I? What's my relationship with God? And and how 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 can I respect my child in their development with the relationship with the universe or God? Anyway, that's what's coming up. Yeah, well, it, it makes me think of um, Desiderata, that um, poem by Taylor Gibran, where he says, uh, your children are not your children. They are the sons and daughters of life longing for itself. They come through you, but not from you. And, you know, I thought of that a lot, like how, how to be a parent and allow your children to be themselves. And at every stage of, you know, so I have grown up children now, right, who are now parenting children who are mm-hmm. tweens, right? So yeah. um, I've been through all of these stages. And, and there is this letting go, letting go as a parent all the time. Mm-hmm. And at the same time, part of what I feel in starting the tweens club is it's a safe place for the kids to discover more about themselves without their parents, who they are as kids um, or as individual human beings, but the parents know they're in a safe environment and that they're getting good messages. Um, You know, I think there's a lot of uh, nervousness on the part of parents about who their kids are hanging out with. Right. Yes, of course. Other kids not being a feather flock together. (laughs) <laughs> well, yeah, and sometimes other kids, they're not being bad, but they might be misguided a little bit and you aren't, you don't know what influence they're having on your kid. So mm-hmm. I think, you know, I think about it that way. And I do think a lot of people are really disheartened with the public school systems. I know you're in yes. Canada, or I'm in the States. Yes. Yes. Um, you know, my, I have one son who has his children in private school. I have another one who has literally pulled his kids out of the school system because he doesn't believe in the the um, things that they're being taught. It's becoming very political. Um, wow. And he's and they're homeschooling their children. And, you know, it's it. I just think parents have a lot to face right now. Mm-hmm. So in in whatever way, and like you said, they're going through their own thing too. I was just going to say, there's a lot to face, but they got to face themselves. If you haven't exactly. faced yourself yet, your tween is going to challenge you. It's going to yeah. challenge you. Who are you? They want to. They want. They want that clear boundary as well. So yeah. I'm so excited to learn more about your Empower program, and I would love to have you back on the Star Parent Podcast to talk about it. Are you interested? Oh, that would be awesome. We are going to be actually launching it this summer. And so um, we're in the process of, I have a little team that I've put together. We're creating all kinds of awesome, creating a platform with a gamification piece in there. And the kids will be doing vision boards and and, um, writing manuscripts about themselves. And we have all kinds of fun stuff planned. So yeah, I'd love, love to come back. Perfect. Janet, I'm so, so thankful that you took the time today to talk with us. And I'm looking forward to you coming back. Listeners, I ask this question every time. What does spiritual parenting mean to you? Because whatever it is, just seek it. 
ask for it and do whatever it takes to make you shine. Thank you, Janet Clark. All right, Lorraine. Thank you. Bye-bye. Bye-bye. Your support is very much appreciated. Thank you so much for your likes and comments. Continue to support us on Instagram at the Star Parent Podcast. Thank you.